sponsored by T? This episode is sponsored by Lipton. Please help me welcome the mental health advocate, founder of We The Urban, one Instagram, and the skinny legend himself, Willie Green, to Catch Your Life podcast. A lot of what you see is literally what I'm going through in real time. Like this man is walking, <laughs> talking affirmation. Like, oh, like what the, I love it. I was shook. Like, I just remember walking around and just repeating to myself every day, like, I, I can't believe this is happening. It just sort of really reinforced how I could create literally a life for myself out of my, my ideas and my expression on the internet. I don't know if I've ever, I've ever really told this story publicly, but... What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Catch Your Life. I am Casey, a sex-positive queer model of color who's extremely interested in mental health awareness, fitness, fashion, and all of the above. My name is Reese. I'm a DJ, producer, all-around creative. Uh, I'm here to support myself and other queer creatives. And my name is Michelle. I'm a Black person who cares about Black people and everything that affects us. Yes. Now, on this episode of Catch Your Life, we have the founder of We The Urban on Instagram. And if you guys don't know what that is, if you've been living under a rock, I got you. <laughs> we The Urban is a Black-owned social media platform that celebrates inclusivity, self-love, and marginalized voices. Mm-hmm. I am a huge, 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 huge supporter of this ever since the, be- I want to say like the beginning of the pandemic, shit, during the pandemic and right now too, because it's it's needed, honestly. It helped me get out of so many mental funks and it's very inspirational, motivational, and transformative to a lot of people's lives. So without further ado, please help me welcome the mental health advocate, founder of We The Urban, one Instagram, and the skinny legend himself, Willie Green, to Catch Your Life podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. I was just telling Casey, this is my first podcast I've ever done, so. Oh, an exclusive. Yes, an exclusive. <laughs> We're excited to be the first, and thank you for um, taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. So yes. now I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions about your life and how this started, <laughs> and like what, because this is such a big platform. And first of all, you like I didn't even know you were the like founder of it until most recently because your face isn't like constantly on it. You made it a separate account. It's not a personal account. It's a whole brand behind it. So I just want to start off with you and basically your childhood. Tell us from the beginning where you're from and how this all came about. Yes. So, wow. I was born in, I'm 27. I was born in South Carolina. My family moved to DC like when I was like one. So I spent half my childhood growing up in DC and then we moved to North Carolina. And I would always go, uh, like be going to South Carolina when I lived in D.C. So just have this very much like Southern um, experience, but also, you know, was up there in the North. Um, really, yeah, I just feel like I had this dichotomy of like this fast paced life and this slow paced life. And 
Being in North Carolina, I, I was there for um, middle school and high school. Being in North Carolina was interesting for me as a young black queer kid, just like figuring out who I was. I always just sort of felt like a, a black sheep. I was a theater kid and- Okay, theater. Yes. <laughs> and it's weird how theater kind of, I don't know if I've ever, I've ever really told this story publicly, but I was in, um, like once you get, I think it's like when you're a senior, there's this thing in North Carolina, my school is called Troop. And that was like the elite theater, like um, group that they, they chose of like the most, I guess, talented seniors to go to different states and compete in competitions. And yeah, just my, my whole, my whole high school career, I just dreamed of being in Troop. And I got into Troop in, it was actually 11th grade. And our first competition, it was in Pennsylvania. So we like took a road trip on a charter bus there. Oh gosh, I don't know if y'all remember the Four Loco era. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was when they were still killing people because they had like- it, it, Crack in it. It was like it crack. Was, yeah, it was crack. crack was <laughs> it was crack, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we're at the hotel. And the teachers, they like tape up our doors so that no one like leaves. And um, it was the first night. We somehow figured out how to how to bypass the, the tape that they put on the doors. And um, I don't know, they were like, let's go to so-and-so's room. There's four locos there. I had never really drank or gotten drunk before. Um, so we go to their room. There's this girl, she has the four locos and I take a sip I take another sip I'm starting to feel like woozy so I go back to my room and we do the show the next day and then when we get back to school I got called to the office and I'm like it was like immediately like first things first like over the speaker and I'm like oh shit like what did they find out like I don't know what's supposed to happen yeah and they tell me that they they have like written statements from like a couple people that were in the group that I was drinking and that I brought alcohol to what trip. written like, written letters. I'm like wait 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 wait. Not a setup. They set you up. <laughs> For real. I felt like I was like in some fucking like Disney Channel movie. Like it just wasn't <laughs> did not feel like real life. So yeah, I, after that situation, they like gave me an ultimatum. They were like, you can get expelled or you have to go to like six weeks of group therapy with your mom, with Hi. like all of the, the kids in the, the schools and the counties nearby who I guess got in similar trouble or whatever. And you have to pay like thousands of dollars for it. So. Mm that situation oddly like helped kick off the the creation of we the urban because i obviously lost all of my my friends or who i thought were my friends mm -hmm. and i just had like a lot of time on my hands so i went to the internet i made this friend on myspace during the myspace days and she she had a jewelry company and um, I just was always like enamored and just inspired by like this young girl that like was just doing it, had a business and I wanted to do something too. So 
she told me about Tumblr. And this is when Tumblr was still like pretty popping. Tumblr used to be popping back in the day, okay? Yeah, they used to be literally popping. Yeah. So I got in, um, I just went on godaddy.com and typed in, like, I wish We the Urban was like a more intentional name, but it really was just me like trying out options. (laughs) (laughs) Worked and I got on Tumblr and I just sort of, sort of started posting things that I thought were interesting. So fashion and like the new music coming out and art and, and design and people started to catch on like slowly, surely. And then Tumblr noticed and they put We The Urban in their first ever directory, which was like 50 blogs that they um, promoted to the entire Tumblr community. So that's when things started like going crazy picking up wow that's crazy yeah I would go get home from school and there would be like six thousand new followers and back then that was like a, a okay lot. so yes <laughs> yeah built it up and um the first um iteration of we the urban was really tumblr based when they flew me to new york fashion week when i was um, oh wow in North Carolina and that was insane just because it was just such a world that felt so out of reach so mm. they like hooked it up they gave us like black cars and iPads and full access to like Oscar de la Renta shows and just every event and that trip really sort of opened my eyes to the world and like what I could be doing and mm. it just sort of really reinforced how I could create literally a life for myself out of my my ideas and my expression on the internet so yeah we went on to be Tumblr's first ever blog turned print nationally syndicated magazine and wow yeah we did like 12 issues Back then I did, I was doing more press. So I was doing more interviews and I got to host on BET's Rip the Runway with Kelly Rowland. <laughs> and Period. we love a Kelly moment. Yes, it was very much, um, my face was incorporated into the, the brand. And I think the the draw was that I was young. So it was always like, meet the, the 16 year old Anna Wintour. Right. Tumblr. So I did that. And it was interesting because I was also still a teenager and still figuring out who I was and just like all of the things that you you go through as a, as a, um, a teenager and a young adult. And doing that while running a business started to, to get um, really challenging so it was around maybe 2015 2016 election cycle that's when you know that was a turning point in culture and Mm -hmm. before that talking about politics was so taboo you know there was just all these like police brutality cases on the news and I was living in DC at the at that time of the election I moved back and I was like protesting a lot and I just got to a place with the urban of being like fashion I love the art I love the craft I love design but chasing it just felt so self-serving and empty and just like being on this hunt to like put my face out there and to get pressed and 
it just it it wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. So mm. um, Tumblr died. Started focusing on Instagram, and I started posting more politically charged things and sort of just being socially aware with with the urban content under the you know all of the things that made with the urban special so photography and art and all of that but more of just um conscious and aware and um it ended up being a great decision uh, you know like it a lot of people left but more people came yeah that was like the the start um of the turning point and that's when I was also thinking about my visibility more because when I first started the Tumblr era, the word influencer wasn't a thing. Mm. And I remember just the term fashion blogger was like new. And when we went to fashion week, it was um, like this big, like there was articles of like, they're letting bloggers into fashion week. And this is, this isn't it. This is a, a, a bad, and now you can't even, imagine a fashion week without influencers right okay it's the new commercials it's the new cable tv like we are the ad literally my question for you is you were on tumblr and you were promoting mostly fashion forward like content and then you were like all right bigger purpose switch over and then you moved on to instagram were you still did you feel still feel like some type of way about it or were you like no it's okay if i quit this and not necessarily quit it, but just like move in a different direction? Like, were you content with moving in that different direction or were you still chasing the dream? And was just like, okay, I'm hit with the opportunity and I'm just gonna move on to this opportunity. Yeah, no, it was um, it was a gradual decision. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't a fun one because I just, I had spent so much time building that audience, so. It was a wake up call and a big learning experience to, um, I don't know, it was just sort of a call to action to get to a place of making my own shit that I can bring my own people onto because you're really only as relevant as the platform you're on. So literally though. Yeah, once once they took porn away, it was- <laughs> It was a wrap. Oh, right? Like literally. That, that 2017, 2018, Tumblr fell after that one. <laughs> yeah everybody ran and screamed to twitter yeah. it's what oh twitter is that word <laughs> <laughs> i'm over you oh what you be looking God. at on twitter you already know listen <laughs> but willie i love first of all hey how you doing okay. my name is reese but um i, I didn't get my get a chance to introduce myself to you because to make my mojito but um I love the evolution of you and how it's reflected in your business. So please, like, when did you make the switch to, I guess, like fashion blogging to positive affirmations? Like what point in your life was that? Yeah. So when I first started posting quotes around like 2017 and it was heavily inspired, still inspired by Tumblr culture and Tumblr posts so I started just like you know putting little things out there it wasn't like a serious content angle um I was still trying to like figure out how to innovate um how people take in magazines or what magazines could look like just because at that time it was like print is dead 
all these big established magazines are dying. Like I just didn't feel the need or I was just trying to figure out a way to keep it going. So yeah, I, I just <laughs> love the the timing and the evolution of you. And you talk about, you know, how you were so impacted by the uh, the election and what was going on back home in DC. And it's just like, I love how these like affirmations, they just came right on time. Like that's mm -hmm. just what it seemed like the way it hit the alignment, like even with me, cause that's what I do. I hype creatives up, you know, I make them feel good, but it's, it's the content that you make, you know and the reason why you made it literally to, to reset someone's mind real quick, like, hold up. You, you got this, like, hold up, friendly reminder. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's just like, I love the, the effect of that, you know, and how it was able to, you know, hit other people because you were feeling it, but you weren't alone. So I love that. Yeah, it was really the start of the pandemic when things just literally skyrocketed. And, you know, some people call it like everyone calls themselves an empath, but I feel like <laughs> I am like true, like, I really take on people's shit. <laughs> like I can, I physically feel it. My nervous system like right. falls shambles. So that's why I also have to be really protective. But yeah. when the first lockdown happened, I I was shook. Like I just remember right. walking around and just repeating to myself every day, like I I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Right. And um that's sort of when I took that content angle of like, well, what, what can I do? Like, how can I make this experience better for myself? Could I make sense of it for myself and hopefully help someone else? So yeah, um, yeah started out with like the, the, the yeah, the, the inspirational and the, the affirming words. And then I also had a pandemic boo and that shit was okay okay so first of all i was trying, i'm i don't mean to cut you off but during the beginning of the pandemic i was in a relationship and it was like towards the beginning and then it ended so i was going through relationship stuff i also got signed as a model to a big agency and i was just like headed in the right direction like everything was moving so fast that i think it just like slowed down and i wasn't ready for that because i was just i'm the type of person to go 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 and be ready for anything but the fact that it slowed me all down and everything was hitting me and at first i'm like okay like i'm good with routines we could have a routine but then the routine was like okay you're having a routine and then this gets cut, cut off like you can't go to the gym okay so new routine and then this gets cut off like you have to wear a mask to go everywhere and it's like okay new routine and then you keep on doing it and then at um and then you keep on doing it and i'm not extroverted but i found myself wanting to go out and the fact that I didn't have that option was killing me deep down to my core. So like I say all of that to say um, I constantly during the beginning of the pandemic was reposting We the Urban on my stories all the time. And then I would see other people repost it. And then it got to a point where I was looking at my story views and I was like, oh my God, wait, did We the Urban just look at my story? Like, oh my God. And then We the Urban followed me and I was like, oh, wait, hold up, I feel seen right now. But I want, my question is, I wanna know behind the scenes um, because obviously I know this is a huge platform and you guys post like every day, a lot of posts. 
And I know it started off with you at first, but like, what is the behind the scenes? Do you have a team that helps you? Where do you guys find these affirmations? How do you guys find these affirmations? Is there like a, you know, like how like Jay Leno before he goes on stage or before he used to go on stage, he would hear like a whole bunch of jokes. Do you have like a team to throw a whole bunch of affirmations at you and then be like, oh, I like that one, post that one. Oh, I like that one, post that one. Right, no, so I do have a team. My mentor slash business partner, she created her own creative agency called Remember I Love You. Her name is Marissa Shrum. And she's the first person to give me like a big opportunity, a brand deal when I was 19. Um, she flew me to New Orleans to do this thing she was doing with Microsoft. And we just stayed in contact the whole way through. And once things started picking up more, it was interesting. I I wasn't in a, in a place financially like I was especially like I think everyone was like sort of a lot of question marks about their coin once lockdown happened because so much was just uncertain so she hit me up and she was like listen I'm going to give you money every single month to just work on We The Urban until you get on your feet and it's like okay I can do this so I went in and there is no there's no like big machine behind We The Urban. Like I have the, the team that I do have, it's just strictly our partnerships and sponsorships and just like a lot of the, the business stuff. But in terms of We The Urban content, it's literally me. I like be in my kitchen <laughs> in the bowl and like smoke a jay and just like sort of ask myself, well, what do I need to hear today? Or sometimes, whatever I'm going through is so just powerful and visceral that it just pours out. So every night I try to make intentional time to, to write. So sometimes I have nothing. Sometimes I'm like, there's like 50 quotes that come out. It's weird. It's like such a, a healing thing to run it because a lot of what you see is literally what I'm going through in real time. So when I had that pandemic boo and that shit fell apart, that's when a lot of relationship content started coming. And I remember, you know, that the breakup was just so traumatizing and I just felt like a shell of myself. And I remember being on, yeah, just sitting on my couch and opening up the, the stories and doing a Q&A. And the question was, um, how do you, or how do you get over a breakup or what do you do or something like that? And I was sitting there reading it and crying. I mean, it was it was great content and everyone, I think it was like a reciprocal healing thing, but it's truly just like an expression of, of what I'm going through. So I think that's, it's definitely not the status quo and it's not as organized as, you know, other media companies, but I also think that's a, a part of the, the magic yeah like it's like it's your purpose it's meant to be it's authentic and it's transparent and that's what's so beautiful about it thank you i know you mentioned that you went from posting like fashion content to more politically charged things um and of course positive affirmations how do you feel um because you said it took a a while for you to build that audience how do you feel um those people received your content do you think did you notice that there's a shift in people uh, maybe not enjoying 
posts or not liking the content before it took off during the pandemic? Yeah, there definitely was like a plateau um, mm. for the pandemic. It, I, I just, I was kind of confused. Like I didn't really, I was just figuring out like what I, what I wanted to do, like what was my thing, what was gonna set We The Urban Apart. And so a lot of the content I was posting and, you know, we were doing digital cover stories. So we got to do things with like uh, Laverne Cox and Ashton mm. Sanders. And I was making art, but it wasn't resonating as much as the, the content that is now. Mm. So when I started posting more of the affirmations and I saw the numbers, I was like, okay, this is what people want. So I'm going to keep doing this and leaning into this it's yeah. so interesting how it's literally polar opposites like you went from like the fashion superficial world where it's like you got to serve a look all the way to like the mental mental health being a mental health advocate positive affirmations where it's all about the inside in order to get to the outside so i feel like it's a full circle moment because once the inside is good then the outside is going to be good type of thing but you had a collaboration partnership with Pink. So I want to talk about that because it's getting like back to your roots kind of with like the clothing, fashion. And then also I want to talk about your clothing that you have out, but we're going to get there. But how did that, how did that come about? Like that whole partnership? Did you think of the idea? Did they think of the idea? Um, what was the first conversation like? Yeah, so I, um, I had just moved into my place last May and I got an email and they sort of asked, they, they were just like, hey, we would like to do a Black History Month collab. Um, it was like the will of their audience, I guess. They put like an, an ask out to their people and the, all the feedback they got was like, work with Uther Urban, work with Uther Wow. Oh shit, okay. <laughs> but also it was like, damn, they, they have a reputation and they have not, okay, they have not <laughs> been known for representing us or anyone. Wow. I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because honestly, I saw that and that's the, one of the first things I thought about, but then I, like a part of me thinks like, okay, this is a black owned, like queer owned business, like platform. I'm not, I don't like judging how black owned things get money or accelerate to an extent and then when I saw it I was like well what can I say I can't really say much about this so I'm glad you're aware of that but you still you know took the opportunity totally yeah mm. I and it wasn't an immediate yes it was like mm. a month of negotiations wow. I, I just sort of just threw it out immediately of like let's let's look at the optics here and um I had them put together this presentation that they did for me of what they were doing inside of their company and outside of their company for Black people. How much are they being paid compared to everybody else? That's what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> hey, your foot down. Like where, yeah, where's the money residing? Because that yes. is what really talks with these big Fortune 50 companies and um I just, the more we spoke, the more I got comfortable. There's like a, a new team there that is really 
like they get it like they they completely mm. understand the rep the the reputation that victoria's secret has and they're actively trying to you know do what they can to to help fix that so mm. i realized like sharing my platform was you know helping them out with that so it was it was, it was going to have to be a partnership that felt right so we started out doing a back to school event series and they did like pop-up events in a couple different cities in the U.S. and they did like these giant We The Urban cutouts that were sort of like public art for people to come color in mm. and we did a journal and that whole process was really dope so then I was like all right let's just let's do it and they tasked me with creating a shirt and that's that was a, it was it was interesting so I was like it's pink and a lot of white people shop there a lot of white girls are going to want to buy this shirt so I'm like what can I put on a black history month shirt that's appropriate for like anybody to to wear so mm -hmm. we came up with this concept of um, solidarity and using your power your privilege to empower other people so we did the black power fist with like a long nail on it on the front and on the back we we did a nine things with the urban post basically but just um designed in this really uh intricate cool way and for the um in honor of the collaboration they they let me um or they they donated fifty thousand dollars to black and pink national nice. uh, helps enfranchise incarcerated LGBTQIA plus um, Black people and um, just helps make life a lot easier for them. Also, um, I think HIV uh, positive and people living with AIDS. AIDS yeah. Um, and they also, because we, we shot a whole campaign for it and that wasn't a part of the original plan. So we in negotiations we were like we should just do like a like a can we do like a, a shoot like make it a thing like it just would feel weird to just put out a shirt and have no like context to it so yeah. they gave me a budget to do a shoot and they let me cast it and they let me center a 30 year old like out of their sort of demographic that they're selling to let me center a 34 year old dark-skinned black tall big black trans woman and period they let me just put together this whole cast of like all different um shades and types and um, stories of blackness and i've just been really really happy with how it's come out um it, it was it wasn't an easy yes but mm. we got to a yes and also i think that we deserve to to win at capitalism too and okay deserve to be where the money resides too black luxury black yeah. luxury exactly so you know i also did a lot of like asking around my friends like if you were scrolling on with on your instagram and you saw a with urban pink collab what would you like honestly think and a lot of people were like yeah. Oh, I knew I had to make it um, intentional and just in a way that that uplifted and enfranchised us as much as possible.
Yeah, that's amazing. Um, how, um, how your clo- when it comes to your clothing line, is that separate from we? Is that separate from um the pink? Yes. Yeah, so, um, when did you start that? Did that just come out? Because I feel like that just came out. I saw the link in the bio. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, it just came out. Got to save my little coin. It <laughs> <laughs> came out like um yeah, probably like two three weeks ago, and I had sort of been ideating what physical product would look like for We The Urban for a while. And the first thing we created was a journal from scratch. It's this cloth linen journal with like We The Urban colorful quotes in between the pages and affirmations on every other page. And that was like a year ago. And after that, we were, me and the team were like, why don't we just make a collection I was like okay let's do a hoodie then a tote and then it just kept growing and growing into this nine product collection and um the whole inspiration behind it was just handling people with care and just another message of of solidarity so all of the pieces say handle with care wearing one now period and yeah, I, I want We The Urban to be a brand. That's why I don't put my face all over it. Um, mm. So when I think, you know, in terms of business, there's certain like steps I want to take in a specific order in order to just, um, yeah, establish We The Urban as a real brand and not just some Instagram account that, you know, got some followers and wants to put out a, a shirt. So yeah was very intentional about the campaign we shot and put a lot of resource into it to make it quality and you know spent a lot of time um, on the fabrics and just um, making sure everything was just the highest quality I could possibly get it at and Mm. it's really cool to see people enjoying it and wearing it and yes oh yeah it's very surreal were you able to pick the foundations that they chose to um, give money to, donate to? Yeah. They, was- gave me, um, they told me to give them like a list of like five or six to choose from. So, Okay. I was going to ask you, how did you choose that specific one? But you chose five or six and then they chose from there? Yeah, but pretty much the whole list was um, recommended to me by my friend. She's a pretty um, public figure activist so I just like it's like let me know which black queer organizations yeah give them to choose from and that one which honestly surprised me because it was the most like radical one like the whole mission behind um black and pink national the the broader mission is to abolish the police so to to see them help fund that was yeah it's kind of cool Yes, I'm laughing because I'm writing this down so my job can donate to it next, okay? <laughs> that part. I need that whole list, baby, that whole list. Child, TikTok is progressing at irate rates. <laughs> like, it's getting very heavy on here. And the girls are moving from Instagram to TikTok because Instagram algorithm is just crazy. Are we going to get a We The Urban TikTok? And how is that going to look for you? Yes, we're working on it. It has been like at the forefront of my mind for a very long time, video content. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's just the wave. I've been um, 
I've been having some meetings with Instagram the past month and even they told me like video, we're prioritizing video, get on video. So we're toying with a couple of different things right now. We're about to start just sort of like a, a test run, just testing things out, to see what people like. Um, because if you look at the motivational side of TikTok, it's like a lot of people pulling from like interviews or a lot of people just directly speaking to the camera, or maybe it's like some quote against like clouds moving by or something. Right. And when I think of the experience that we that people have when they, you know, discover we the urban, it's usually through their stories. And then they like go on the account and find out that it's just, just like this whole world of like affirmations to look at. They're so simple, like the font that we use is like the most used font of all time and mm. the colors are, are like warm and muted and inviting. So it really gives like whoever's looking at it just an opportunity to personalize it in their own way. So when we started testing out video initially, I was like, all right, well, what does it look like if we just stick to this sort of simplicity? And it turned out that it's like, it doesn't, especially when there's like music involved, like it doesn't quite hit the same. So um, we are still ideating, but we have a couple ideas we're touring around with of um, how it could look, but it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. Sometime within the next like six months. And um, I'm excited because- yes, I'm excited for it too. I feel like TikTok is a lot of like, a lot of video like it's a lot of motion picture like you have to actually talk to your audience they want authenticity it's the gen z the the gen z era so like they want authenticity they want transparency they want you to just be real they want to see your face and they want to see you talk so i'm interested to see how we the urban is going to transition and i can see it 100 percent because i've seen it for different um platforms like you like similar platforms like you so I'm interested to see how you guys are going to do it in your own way, in a different way. Yeah, thank you. I need that energy because it, <laughs> it's I got you. If you need high energy, I got you. Wow. Okay, so on our podcast, what we do after we have all of our segments, we have final thoughts and words, and it's usually to uplift and motivate and hopefully transform someone's life. So um, for you... Do you have any final thoughts, anything that you think that somebody needs to hear right now? As you drink your wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I think something I was thinking about earlier was um, success and our, I feel like social media has made all of us just like almost ADHD in a way where we're scrolling past so many thousands of images every single day. We don't even remember what we just saw like five minutes ago. And mm. a lot of it is a highlight reel of people's lives. So we're looking at like the peaks, the successes of people and we're seeing like hundreds of thousands of likes and it's just the human condition to wanna to compare yourself. So right. a lot of messages from people um, you know, talking about that. And I think I would just like to remind people that consistency and consistency is the secret 
to success and taking your time is the secret to success because when we're looking at someone like me, if someone goes to my page and sees all of the all of this engagement, all of these people, this took 13 years of building an organic audience. Okay, that part. Some people, they make something or they spend a lot of time working on something and they post it and it doesn't get 50 million likes immediately. And then, you know, it's it's an immediate spiral. And then, oh my God, do I need to delete it? And wait, this sucks. And it's like, we have to stop basing the quality of our art off of likes and comments and just calm down and focus on the craft. Right, literally. Yeah. You heard it from We The Urban himself. <laughs> Um, I think that's so important though I really think that's important like God's never God your blessing is your blessing and God's never going to block your blessing for you because it's always going to be for you and so when it comes to social media I think that's great advice to take your time and just flow with what you're thinking and not like a schedule or anything like that if you're if you feel like you don't need to post or you feel like you don't want to create that day then you don't have to create yeah Um, yeah, I love that advice. Said he just did some more affirming. Right. And I like, just love, like, this man is walking, <laughs> talking affirmation. Like, oh, like what the, I love it. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Your first podcast ever. Yes, thank That's you for great. having me. Yes. Oh, yeah, no problem. Honestly, it was great getting to know you, Willie. Like, your story was is still it's so inspiring like you're literally just being you and I love that like with almost everything that you do you're literally just being you and uh it just literally tells me and everybody else who's listening just do you stay in your lane keep trying things will work out if it's meant for you it'll come to you you don't gotta force it baby it'll be right there for you waiting like literally and I just felt that I felt the energy like you so chill you chilling like you not forcing none of this shit you just really naturally talking and being you and I just I love that because it's it's hard sometimes, you know, you do things and, you know, things are not working out. But when it's meant for you, your time will come with that consistency. Just like you said, that's the key to success. And you literally just affirmed my whole life and probably everybody <laughs> listening to this shit. OK, in less than an hour, in less than an hour. <laughs> like, come uh, on. I concur. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. And this is so dope. You guys have such beautiful warm inviting energy so i'm glad this is my first yes i want to thank you personally because your platform has helped me get through a lot of things especially within the pandemic because i just was like rushing the process down like i was the girl to run (laughs) around the track and keep on going and keep on going in circles just in circles child don't even know where she's going just going in circles i was going through like a whole bunch of like friendships that were ending and I moved to LA randomly, thought that it wasn't, I thought that it was going to be easy. It wasn't during a whole pandemic, I should have knew. And I was just like going through a whole bunch of things. And your platform has helped me so much. Just like mm. the little things, like read, like it's the conditioning of the mind because it all starts within right. the mind. So just like reading, like scrolling and taking a second to read an affirmation, just that little mm. could help me. So I want to thank you so much. That helped me so much. 
Yeah. yeah thank you thank you for saying that that's that is so affirming to me so mm-hmm. appreciate it yeah and that wraps up our episode of catch your life until next time we will see you later guys bye see